Prestige heads and welcome to American Prestige. I'm Danny Bessner here as always with my friend and comrade Derek Davison. And we're very excited to welcome to the podcast today, Vincent Bevins. Vincent, you know him as the author of The Jakarta Method and also most recently of If We Burn, The Mass Protest Decade and The Missing Revolution. And we've invited Vincent to talk about his water polo career as an undergraduate <laughs> Berkeley. So Vincent, what was the- No, I thought we were going to talk about Mike Johnson. He's the Speaker of the House. What- this is a news well, show. We got to talk about the news. Of course. V- Vincent, I first question is what was it like to lose to Stanford in the 2002 NCAA water polo championship? It was it was heartbreaking. I mean, I don't like that's funny. I like I don't know if I'm allowed to care what's on my Wikipedia, but the fact that a sport that I stopped playing when I was 19 years old is like the first the first line on there is a pretty funny one. I think I was maybe 18 when I finished playing that sport but uh it was heartbreaker we we, we went down by one goal so was uh, that after after that where you're just like i can't do this anymore i've got to dedicate myself to u.s imperialism yeah to to to, to give further, up the dream furthering the interests of u.s empire <laughs> you no, went from it, water polo to the state department that's what yeah, I, like. I went straight straight I, they they absolutely they had i remember I, so i did i did quit after my freshman year at berkeley um but they also did have CIA and State Department um, recruiting uh, like uh, tables at, at the grad fair. I 100% remember that at Berkeley. I'm trying to think of something from like the pool to psychological warfare. Two Ps, but it doesn't really doesn't really work. But anyway, we'll have you back. We could do a few uh, few a series on your water polo career. Yeah. But uh, Vincent, we we wanted to talk about obviously if we burn. So um, I've got a, a lot of questions about this. Um, but the first thing that I want to ask is is why did this present itself as an important research problem to you now? Because you know. There have been a lot of protests for a long time, and and I would say most of them haven't been especially effective. Mm-hmm. Um, was there was, basically was there a world where you think the, this could have turned out differently? Just to put my cards on the table, I'm, I'm very skeptical about mass protest as as a tactic, given mm-hmm. its empirical effects. So I was just curious, what made you want to write this, and what do you think of the mass protest as? tactic because a lot of people on the left understandably have some emotional weight they attach to it some valence um but really we're talking about a tactic to achieve a political goal so mm-hmm. kind of a question but why don't we start there yeah it's good it's i think it's three different questions all good uh the first is my experience uh living through a mass protest in brazil in 2013 that uh, and i think this starts to begin to answer the second question got so big that it became something other than a protest. Um, And so I was sort of concerned with understanding how this particular set of, you know, direct action, prefigurative demonstrations on the streets of Sao Paulo generated so much energy on the streets that um, ultimately the far right was able to take advantage of it. Not, Not right away, but ultimately. And so, as you say, for a very long time, there have been a lot of protests and often they are not effective. So that's not interesting to me. So that, I mean, that, I mean, it's interesting on its, own, on its own, but that's not exactly what drew me to this project. You know, I participated in protests against the Iraq war in 2003. Those were very, very big. You know, looking at historically, the tactic of mass protest usually does not uh, achieve, um, you know, revolutionary 
changes to a given society. It's quite easy for existing elites to ignore a protest if they if it is if they decide that it is uh, better in their interest to do so, especially if they can sort of write off the protest as a minority they already knew about. What happened in this decade, and this I starts really I think starts really uh, in North Africa in 2010.